0: Welcome to The Lion's Tribe. I am Pastor Jimmy Odukoya. I pray this episode blesses you. And it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. For the next two minutes, lift up your voice. What is that one thing that you want God to do for you this year? That one thing, that one thing, that one thing. Very quickly, take it before the throne right now. Let's come in agreement, whatever it may be. What are you believing God for this year? What is that one thing that you are believing God for this year? What is that significant area in your life? What is that thing that has kept you up at night? What is that thing that you have decided that will not be a problem in 2024? Whatever it is right now, I want you to release your faith concerning it. Settle it right now. It's already done within yourself that you will not worry about this you are leaving it to God you are leaving it at the feet of the master and you are not picking it up anymore what is that thing that has you worried what is that thing that has you concerned what is that thing that has kept you up at night whatever it is decide right now within yourself Lord I lay it down I lay it down I lay it down I will not deal with this in this year in the name of Jesus. Way maker, make a way where there seems to be no way. Father, you, oh God, know the desires of my heart. You, God, know that I seek to please you. You, oh God, know that I want to be right, but I find myself in the midst of this situation and it seems like there is no way out. I thank you, oh God, that the entrance of your word bring it light. Father God, I thank you that light is beginning to shine right now. Now in that area in the name of Jesus those who need strength receive strength right now in the name of Jesus because those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and shall not faint. I thank you, O God, right now that you are the glory and the lifter. You are the glory and the lifter. You are the glory and the lifter. Where there has been shame, we replace it with your glory. You are the glory and the lifter. Where they have been downcast, I thank you, O God, even right now, you are lifting in the name of Jesus. Father, we leave it at your feet we lay it down at your feet whatever it may be we lay it down at your feet we lay it down at your feet we cast it down at your feet we release the weight from our shoulders we submit to you Oh God We come unto you because we know your burden is easy and your yoke is light. We thank you, oh God, that even right now there is a transfer. There is a transfer. There is an exchange. There is an exchange for the garment of heaviness, the spirit of praise. We replace it right now in the name of Jesus. We come against anxiety. We come against fear. We come against worry we shall trust you completely in 2024. You, oh God, has already gone before us. Your presence has already gone before us. Your presence has already gone before us. Your presence has already gone before us. We thank you, oh God, that you have already shown yourself in our 2024. We already know that how it ends, because at the end of the day, we are more, we are more, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors, be in Christ Jesus. We thank you, oh God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all adoration. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. For the next 20 seconds, just forget about your situation. Just forget about your worries and your issues, and just thank Him. Just thank Him for who He is. Thank Him for who He has been. Thank Him who He has been consistently over the years. When I was young, but now I am old, I have never seen the Lord change. He has been consistent, He has been faithful, He has been kind. Thank Him for His love, thank Him for His grace, thank Him for His mercy, thank Him for His consistency. Thank Him, thank Him, thank Him, thank Him. If He doesn't do anything else for you, He has done enough. The fact that you are here, the fact that you are breathing, the fact that you have breath in your lungs. Just give him praise, give him glory, give him honor. He deserves it. He deserves it. You've done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Make it, make
1: it oh if I had thousand tons oh it still will be
0: enough you know. oh, oh, oh. now nah. enough We give you glory we give you honor you are wonderful you are worthy Oh God father we thank you for bringing us into 2024 father we thank you that your presence has already come before us we thank you that you are already here we thank you that you have already healed we thank you that you have already set free we thank you that you have already delivered We thank you that you have already made a way. We thank you that you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. Who is it? Who is like unto thee, O God, amongst the gods? Who is like thee, glorious and holiness, and faithful in praises, always doing wonders? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. For the honor and privilege to come before you freely. We thank you that you, oh God, allow us to come boldly to obtain mercy. We thank you that in your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand. There are pleasures forevermore. Father, as we go into a time of fellowship in your word, we ask, oh God, that you do only what you can do. We ask, O oh God, that the Word take root and bring good harvest in the name of Jesus. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you adoration, we give you praise in Jesus' name. If you believe it, say, Amen. amen. If you receive it, shout, amen. amen. If you know that God is good, give God a shout, of Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Good morning, Shawarians. How are you doing this lovely Thursday morning? It's good to see all of you here today. And I look at the crowd and I see some faces I haven't seen in a very long time. I have to keep my composure and play my role and then I'll jump on them later <laughs> but it's good, it's good to see you it's good to see you good to see you good to see you um and it, uh, so i was you know in the lineup of all the things that we had coming. can i just say i'm very glad that we've crossed over into the new year um i i mean it, it's not that yes i mean i was eager to see a new year but man december is a very whew, you know, I feel like I'm gone over a milestone, <laughs> amen, from carol service to Christmas Eve, to Christmas Day, to 31st normal service, to 31st crossover service. I'm like, oh, we've made it. And, and then I was told, no, but there's the first Thursday showers of 2024, because I was thinking to myself, you know what, I've done all the just first showers, we'll just, just send somebody. Send somebody else stand and do it it's like no it's the first thursday showers of the year and it's a business anointing i I was like sorry what what's that said no this way you you pray for the businesses but i was like okay so it's like a business seminar like why is it business anointing service why is it just everybody but anyways i kept hearing business 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 so i thought okay so since it's business we're going to do business seminar this morning. Amen? No, I'm serious. I'm actually serious. No I'm, serious. no, I'm serious. We're going to do like a business seminar slash. It's going to be like a two. How do I describe it? Like a two for one. So we'll, we'll look at it from the normal perspective. I'll look at it from the business perspective. Amen? Is that okay? Fantastic. You know. I was like, this reminds me of my... I've, I've lived many lives, by the way. many, many lives in my short time. So we're going to be looking at Matthew 25 today. Amen? We're going to look at it, Matthew 25, and it is the parable of the talent. Somebody say the parable of the talent. Matthew 25, we're going to look at it from... I will read the amplified version and I'm going to extract from there in the next 30 minutes as much as I can. Matthew 25 from the 14th verse. Um, I was about to say saw the versions, yes, from the 14th verse, amen. I read, it says this, for it is just like a man who was about to take a journey and he called his servants together And he entrusted them with his possessions. Somebody say his possessions. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And then he went on his journey. The one who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made a profit and gained five more. Somebody say five more. Likewise, the one who had two made a profit and gained two more. But the one who had received the one went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. And the one who had received the five talents came and brought him five more, saying, Master, you entrusted to me five talents. See, I have made a profit and gained five more talents. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant, you have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. Also, the one who had two talents came forward, saying, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have made a profit and gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done. Good and faithful servant, you'll be faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. 24. The one who had received one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a harsh and demanding man, reaping the harvest where you did not sow. Who asked you? And gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid to lose the talent, and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is your own. But his master answered him, You wicked lazy servant. You knew that I reaped the harvest where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bankers and at my return I would have received my money back with interest. So take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has and values his blessings and gifts from God and has used them wisely, More will be given, and he will be richly supplied so that he will have an abundance. But for the one who does not have because he has ignored, somebody say ignored, or disregarded his blessings and gifts from God, even what he does have, what will happen? And... Throw out the worthless servants into the outer darkness, into a place of grief and torment. They will be weeping over sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth over distress and anger. So let's go back to the beginning. We know that the, Jesus was speaking and was talking, giving parables to liken what the kingdom of God was like. And he says, "It is like." a man who has servants and he gave multiple talents. The first thing that we will realize or recognize that jumps out quite clearly is each one was not given the same amount of talents. He gave one five, he gave one two, he gave one one. And you begin to ask yourself, why did the master give five, two, one? Was it because he had favorites? Was it because he just liked the one with five more? Was it because he was trying to be impartial and unfair? Because automatically you would think the one who is giving more is uh, liked more. If we're sharing stuff, and I give somebody five, and I give you two, I get, ah, no, the one that gave five, there's a reason, right? You would say it's nepotism. You say maybe the person is my family member, but you see how they have given five? But live life long enough, you realize that to whom much is given, much is required. And sometimes more is not always a blessing. Uh-oh. Sometimes more is responsibility. You see, let me tell you, you see, I've always been wary of leadership positions. And anytime, the way my mind works, when you give me a promotion, the first thing I need to think about is the responsibility that comes with it. I'm always sober. Everybody's jumping, yay. Hey, I'm like, <laughs> How do you think I felt when I was given this position? Jesus! God, God, is he you? It's not you. God, it's not you. I, I did hear you. I heard you. I'm not sure. Daddy, are you sure? Because to whom much is given, much is expected. You know, there's this popular song in the 90s, you know, let's cast ourselves, you know. Um... It's not a Christian song, but it's a song that encapsulates everything by Biggie Smalls. More money, don't front. More money, what? More money, more problems. Because you know, some people's prayer point is God, give me more money. Man, Baba God, do pick up the phone. (laughs) Tango, say, hey, na bega, de bego. Do you know the kind of dangote problems that come with having dangote money? Some people are like, God, just give me that Bentley. God, just give me that range. God, if I could just have private, do you know what it is to have private jets? The money that you will use to maintain just to pay for storage in the hangar while it's not moving. That's why people that own always rent out their jets because the amount of money just to, for it to be just where it's parked is money. Even if they don't start it, the fact that it's packed is money because it's being stored in a hangar. Let's not talk about the fuel to fuel the jet. Then let's not talk... <laughs> okay, no, let me not say that. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Let's talk about the fuel that it takes to fuel the jet. There's a lot that comes with having more. So sometimes we don't realize that when God gives us What we can handle is a blessing. Sometimes when God does not answer your prayer for more, it's not because he's wicked, because he's looking at your capacity. Uh Uh-oh. He said to one, he gave five, because he looked and saw that he could handle five. The rigors of five, because if I give you five, I expect you to make a return on the five. Sometimes when God withholds that blessing, you do not see that that delay is in fact a blessing you see if you were my friend and I loved you and I had to say you know okay now I'm pastor of the church and you are a singer and you're just starting in ministry and because you're a singer you are pressing on me to bring you invite you to put you on stage to minister to the people but I know that your level of ability is cannot warrant the magnitude of the stage or the platform. And so because I am your friend, I will deny you until the time that I think that you are ready because I do not want you to put you on a platform that you are not ready for. Huh. So he gives one five. He gives one two. According, the Bible says, to their ability. A lot of us want more, but we are not wanting to grow in capacity. It's just like when you buy different TVs, they're different weight sizes for different brackets. A 30 inch uses a different bracket. A 50 inch uses a different bracket, wall bracket, a 65 inch, because the weight required to hold the bigger is more. So this year, rather than pray for more money, say, God, enlarge my capacity. He gives one five, he gives one two, and he gives one one. The next thing that you will see is that everything that was given was the master's. He gave. The talents that were given did not belong to the servants. They just received what the master already owned. Now, let's take it to business real quick. The first business principle is stewardship. As an entrepreneur, as a person in business, whether an employee or an employer, you must be a good steward of whatever is put inside your hand. As an entrepreneur, you have been given seed capital or money to start a business. That money is not yours. The people who have given you the money, the place you, the bank where you've gotten the loan, or the startup investment, wherever you received it, that money is seed that was given to you. So it is not yours to do as you please. Stewardship. If you are an employee, you must understand that the mindset you must have is take ownership. When you have steward, you take ownership, responsibility of which what has been put inside your hand. I call it the owner's mentality. If you're an employee and you work like an owner, you see the difference in your work. Because the way you would handle the task and responsibility given to you, like it is your own, when you take ownership, not that "Eh, after all they pay me for a job, I do bare minimum, I go home, you see it in your work. When you realize that you have been given a responsibility to steward something that is not yours, your mindset is different. He gave talents. Somebody said, "The way he um, says the way you treat a gift is a reflection of how you see the giver of the gift." He speaks volumes. He gave talents. Let's bring it back. Leave the business side, everyday life. God has given all of us here talents, gifts, and abilities. Your talent is not yours. Your gifting is not yours. It was given to you by the master. What are you doing with the gifts and talents that God has given you? Sir, Ma, what are you doing? Are you being a good steward? Because to a good steward is to take ownership of it, as you can see. Take what He has given multiply it, produce with it, let it yield, how are you using the gifts and the talents that God has given you? When we read that story, we think, oh, what was this man doing? The one, how can he go and bury his talents? How many of us are burying our talents? Uh-oh. Well, it's just, it's just not the right time. I'm just not, why did God give it to, did God make a mistake? before you were formed, before you were a thought, your father met your mother. He said, I knew you, I called you, I chose you for purpose. So your talent is not an accident. So the first thing you see is he gave to them and his stewardship and the scripture. It says, to whom much is given, much is expected. Luke 16, 10 says this, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will be dishonest with much. A lot of times you're like, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Elevate me. (laughs) Motivate me. I'm ready. Elevate me. Lift me up. Change my story. Change my location. Change my name. God is like, "Uh, sir, sir. With the little I've given you, what have you done? You see, a lot of times people think that when the big opportunity comes, they'll be ready. God, if you just give me that meeting, if you just bring that investor, God, if you just give me that breakthrough, I promise you, the way I will just blow, the way I'll just, I'll just, I'll shut it down. I'm ready, I'm, I'm, listen, what are you doing with the little that has been committed into your hand? Because people don't realize That it is the same energy that you use for little. It is the same energy that you use for much. And people just believe that when the opportunity comes, that they'll just pluck out of thin air some miraculous (laughs) uh, ability. But if you've not been doing it, where is it going to come from? I remember I told you guys when I was talking about my Woman King testimony, and my driver asked me, how are you doing this? How are you comfortable? I said, I'm not doing anything differently. I'm just doing what I've always done on a bigger stage. That's it. That's it. God cannot trust you with more because you have not shown yourself trustworthy over little. Lord, right now, I don't even know. This is not what you promised me. How am I a cleaner? Are you the best cleaner there is? Remember we talked about it in Christmas. You might be in the manger today, but does not mean that you are not a king. I, I remember there was this guy. There was this um, yellow fever, um, you know, the people, traffic people. And there was this guy, and he'd be dancing every time. Sa, what you now, how many people know that standing in the sun in Lagos? You see, if you have been away for a while, when you land, Lagos will welcome you. Heat will slap you. You immediately be like, oh, Jesus, I'm back. You know? Remember when I came back, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I'd be I'm like, did I used to live here? Can you imagine standing in the sun? and your job is to be controlling, but somehow this guy found a way to enjoy this position that he was in and he said, this is my spot, this is my space, I'm going to take ownership of this, so I'm going to be innovative and creative, so I'll be dancing, I might be dancing, no music, it's like, sir, don't worry, it's in my mind. And you don't even realize that as you are watching him, his stewardship is affecting you. A lot of times you don't realize who is watching you and the attitude you have in being a good steward. You don't know who is observing. I remember watching this guy like, golly, one day, two days, three days. I called the guy and said, sir, please, you know, take some more money. Next you know, he's viral, everybody's like, who's this guy? And people were giving to him, people were giving him water, people were giving him stuff, because they saw that he was a good steward. Another time, you know, one of the things I like about Lagos is, you don't have to go to the shop, the shop will come to you. Amen? You can find anything on the streets. Shiva, easy meats, salad, small chops, drink, umbrella. Toy, bed sheets, <laughs> fireworks, shoe polish, shoe, dress. You can buy whole outfits in traffic, watch, belt, shirt, trouser, shoe, perfume, makeup. Come on. But you see them all the time. And I remember I was in traffic one time and I saw this guy. He wasn't selling anything. But he was a window cleaner. You know those guys who clean windows, who come and squirt, you know, your, know, and then clean. But the difference with this guy was he was dressed in a suit. Huh? A black suit, a white shirt, a bow tie. And he had his squeeze bottle and his windows wiper squishy thing. I said, wait, 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 what is going on? I said, sir, I said, come, come, come. I said, why are you dressed like this? He said, because this is my work. And I take pride in what I do. So I must dress the way I feel. I said, so yes. I said, yes, sir. I was squeezing Can I? I said, take all my money. Take it. Take, take, take. And a lot of times we are busy complaining about what we do not have. We do not thank him and steward what he has given us. Because you don't realize that it is the little in your hand that God will use to bring the multitude that he wants to do. Feed the multitude. We have not. What do you have in your hand? Five loaves of bread and two fish. A little in your hand is a multitude in God's hand. But he takes good stewardship. Somebody say stewardship. Stewardship. One, he gave five, he gave two, he gave one, and he went on its way. First thing we talked about is stewardship. Second thing I want to call out is diligence and hard work. So let me say diligence and hard work. Proverbs 12.24 says this. Put it on the screen. Proverbs 12.24, amplified version. Proverbs. Yes. What does it say? The hand of the diligent will rule, but the negligent and lazy will be put to forced labor. Somebody say diligence. You see, diligence is not what you do when people are watching. Diligence is what you do when people aren't watching. Diligence is what you do because your work ethic is as such that you hold yourself to a standard of excellence that demands that you give your best. Diligence comes with consistency. Diligence. The yellow fever man, I always knew I'd see him there dancing. Diligence. You can't be faithful today and be tired tomorrow. That's not diligence. Because you don't know when the master will come. The Bible says he gave them and he went away. We have no time limit. We didn't tell them, I'm coming back in two months. He didn't tell them, I'm coming back in five days. He left, he went away, and he came back. And when he came back, those who he found to be diligent were the ones who received the blessing. Somebody say, Diligence. We have been given, if you are in business. How are you diligent with your resources? How are you being diligent with your resources? How are you being efficient with your resources? How are you maximizing efficiency? This is what you have. How do you use what you have to get what you want? Diligence. In our personal life, How are we showing diligence in our everyday life? Somebody says there's no such thing as luck. Luck happens when what? Preparation meets opportunity. Diligence. The master committed it to their hands and then he went away. Don't tell me that you are a Christian. And you come late to work. Oh, you got quiet real quick. Don't tell me you're a Christian. Boy, you're the last to show up for a meeting. You are the one that has a problem in business. Your performance is lacking. The Bible says by their fruits, you shall know them. Don't tell me you're an apple. If I taste you, do I experience an apple? Oh, I'm a grape, but you taste like an agbalumo. so there's a problem. For some of us, we don't realize that the lives that we live is the only Bible some people will read. So don't tell me that you are a Christian, but you are lacking in your work ethic. When I, listen, it's just, whether it's the way, God bless my father, God bless my mother, everywhere I enter, I want to be the best. Not because it's a pride thing. My thing is, if there is a top, why can't I be there? The person I said, do they have two heads? No. So, when I entered acting, I said, oh, what's the top? That's where I'm going. And people didn't understand, they knew me. Producers used to like working with me because I would take their script and I would break it down, give them script breakdown, character by character. It was not my job. I was an actor, but I always functioned as a producer because for me, if I'm a part of a project, it must succeed because anything that I'm assigned to, or I'm attached to must succeed. There is a standard of excellence that is required because I am involved. It has nothing to do with anybody else. Because I am involved, there must be excellence that's my work ethic. Many times people didn't understand. I remember when I was playing a character and this guy was a business executive. He was a power business executive and the production didn't have the budget because it required him to have 15 different suits. I said don't worry I'll bring it from my wardrobe. You need pay me extra for that but I cannot not represent this character but the right way. So I went to my wardrobe and I took 15 different suits. Diligent. No! According to the script, this person is a neat free he, 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 he's very controlled about his environment, he has a bit of OCD tendencies, so this will not work, we have to paint the wall, we have to shift this bin over here, you have to put the, everything must be straight, he's very particular. And they used to stress, why, I cannot, this is not what my character will wear. So no, you're not, I'm not doing too much, I am just doing what is expected. You see, when you're used to mediocrity, average looks good. Good looks great. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if we're used to average, when we're used to bad, sorry. Bad looks average, average looks good, and good looks great. So when they encounter me, I don't know what your standard is. I know the standard that I operate on. So therefore, you must do it right, sir. You must do it right, ma. So when I got to Hollywood, in another conversation about my character's name as a Yoruba man, as Okia Abua, I said, excuse me ma, excuse me ma, I cannot play this role under that name. As a Yoruba man, my people will not forgive me. Second of all, it is not authentic to the character because there is no such name as Okia Abua. So we must change the name. To over a day. Now, it is because I have been doing that in Nollywood that when I was sat at a table with the heavyweights, I could do it as well. Somebody say diligence. In wherever you find yourself, you must be diligent because you do not know when the master will come and require of you what he has put inside of you. You do not know when that opportunity will come that you've been praying for. You do not know when that big test will come that you do not know that you have to prepare for. You do not know when God will bring your destiny helper your way. And he says, give me 30 seconds. Tell me about you. Give me an elevator pitch. What do you do? How can I help you? M, M, well, sir, M, M, M. Diligence. Everyone... (laughs) Who is a salesperson? I tell them you must have a 30 second elevator pitch. In 30 seconds, tell me who you are, what you do, what you can do for me. In 30 seconds, if you don't have that, you are not ready. You say that you, are, you sell something. What's your account number you don't know? You are not ready. Me, I know all my accounts number. Yes, all of them. If you want uh, Naira or Dollar, I know my social security number. I know my driver's license number. I know I have everything here in my head. Should I need it? I can produce it. Work. They talk about mastery. I have have just seven minutes. They say it takes 10,000 hours, they say, to achieve a level of mastery. Whatever you find yourself doing, don't just do the bare minimum. The bare minimum receive the bare rewards. Do it to the point where you are. See, life is about value. It's not about how you feel, it's what you can do. It's what you can produce. There are some people who have bad character but are valuable. Where they know, ah, I wish I could fire this guy. But the guy is good, sha. Sometimes value will save you where character is lacking. I said sometimes. Not all the time. Because some people say, I, I would rather... When you have got to the place where you have... You just say, I don't care who you are, I don't like he's a bad, fire him. But sometimes... Value can save you where character is lacking. Be so good at what you do that when you are not there, they notice your absence. Yeah. Sir, ma, if you miss a day at work, I know one I <laughs> don't no want notice that you are not there. There's a problem. <laughs> ha! Well, you didn't come to work. They didn't look for you. Ha! One day, two days, three days. Just be going. Some of us just come to have weight and occupy space. Be matter. Matter is anything that has weight, occupy space. You just come, mark attendance. Presence. Four o'clock. You know, they say that the reward for good work is more work. You know that you are diligent when they begin to commit more into your hands. So when you find yourself walking later and later, you know that you are doing work. People are like, oh, is that a good thing? Yes, it is. Somebody say diligence. Diligence. To whom much is given, much is required. The diligent hand, the Bible says, according to Luke 2, will rule. Because of my time, I'll jump to the third one that I wrote down. Risk-taking and investments. I told you it's going to be business and real life. Ecclesiastes 11.6. Put it up there. Ecclesiastes 11.6. Can we put it up there? 11, not 1. Ecclesiastes 11.6. What does it say? Sow your seed in the morning... And do not be idle with your hands in the evening, continue, for you do not know whether morning or evening planting will succeed, continue, whether this or that or whether both alike will be, somebody say risk-taking and investment. See, life is all about risks. If you play it safe your whole life, if you do not shoot the ball, you will never make the shot. If you never take the shot, you'll never score the goal. A lot of us live our lives very safe because we are afraid to fail. But people don't realize that the equation for success, failure is part of that equation. As a matter of fact, there is no such thing as failure. It is just gathered experience. Your perspective on failure needs to change. Failure is allowed as long as you fail forward. How do you learn if you don't make mistakes? It says, Thomas Edison, he found, you know what he said? It took him over a hundred attempts and he said, I found a hundred different ways how not to make a light bulb. It doesn't matter how many times you fail, it just matters, you just need one to succeed. But we live our lives so afraid Because what if I mess up? Do it afraid. What if it doesn't work? At least you tried. I'd rather take the shot and miss than hold the ball in my hand and not play the game. Listen, beloved, life is full of risk. From the moment you are born, you have entered the risk game. Whether I like it or not, you are playing it. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Every time you step out of your house, you're taking a risk. How do you know you're going to get back home? What's the guarantee that you're going to make it back home today? Does that stop you from going out? When you get in a car, what's the guarantee that you won't have an accident? What's the guarantee that the tire won't blow? Or the driver won't sleep at the wheel? Or somebody crazy? Won't there are no guarantees in life. Life is a risk. What well, does that mean you don't go out? When you get on the plane, do you ask the pilot for his... <laughs> S- excuse me, sir. Sir, Sorry, I'm just sitting in 2B, 22B, where B you are. Excuse me, sir. Can I just see you for a moment, please? Um, sir, where did you get your pilot's training? C- c- can I see your, um, it's your license, certificate? What is it? Oh, Oh, that's great. Thank you very much. You don't do that. You just enter. And you just sit down. <laughs> you buckle up because you just believe that oh these people they will not play with my life like that isn't that a risk you jump in the bus the bus driver do you know especially in Lagos do you know if he has license oh talk to me somebody <laughs> Lagos is a concrete jungle amen you always have to drive defensively because you assume that everybody on the road is mad how many people do you ask, do you, did you go to driving school? Out of 10, maybe half, not even one, <laughs> has driver's license. And of the one that has, did he actually go to driving school? Oh. But yet, you drive every day. You take a risk. But now when it comes to the talents and gifts God has given you, you want to play safe. Uh Uh-oh. But what if, what if I mess up? What if life is about risk? Risk Risk-taking and investments. And how do you invest? You use what you have. People will tell you the quickest way to financial wealth, um, to to financial, um, to wealth and to financial freedom is to have multiple sources of income. We do multiple things. We don't know which one will work. Let's do something shall work. Me? Those who know me know me. As a, well, I was was... I am... Maybe I'm not... Guy is a hustler. I can hustle. I can hustle. I can hustle. Me. What do you do? I do everything. Everything, yes. I can do it. Let me, let me give you a life hack. Let me give you a life hack. When somebody offers you an opportunity, say yes. Figure out the details later. Aha! Aha. Eh? Me? I can do this. I can, I, yes. 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 <laughs> and when you have that mindset, now don't say yes. And let me say, hey, Listen. You have to have that mindset that if it can be done, I will get it done. If there is a will, there is a way. If I will put it, God has given the opportunity for a reason. I will. So, you are a fashion person and you make shirts, and someone says, "Can you do an order for hundred? You have never done hundred before." Say yes. You go and look. Okay, I do ten. Let me. Do I hire somebody? Sometimes. God will give you opportunities that are bigger than you that will force you to grow. But you have to be diligent, you have to be a good steward, and you have to be willing to do it afraid. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. What does that mean? I'll do it anyhow. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Don't worry about, don't be so focused on succeeding. Take the risk. Take the risk. Put out that song. Go for that audition. Let me tell you how I got Dangote. We just started a company. I was doing oil and gas. We started a company. They did a tender for people to come and pitch to train. To train. Dangote Academy. And those pitching for this was the former company that i worked with i worked in accenture so you had accenture you had mckenzie you had different consultants everybody and then i had it was me and i had one more person pastor we're two two they had company we had two but i packed a lot of board members that i knew i said this is my board so our collective wealth of experience we are many we are legion What's your years of experience? Uh, Pastor Blessing, how many years does she have? I'll add it. What's your 10 plus 20? We have 67 years of experience. We are exposed to a collective of many um, um, business moguls and talents and leaders of industry. We're two. <laughs> What's your training history? We've trained many. We've spoken on many platforms, both nationally and internationally. What do you mean? I entered, listen, (laughs) oh, Lord. I entered the boardroom. Say everybody should write their name. I looked at people that I used to work with before. Yeah, we came in with my little show when I entered. And they were doing us in batches 10, 10 each or something. You come and pitch. You have eight minutes to pitch to the board. Eight minutes or something thereabouts. So I entered the boardroom where I was waiting, and nobody wanted to sit. Everybody sat around the conference table, but they left the chair at the head of the table empty because nobody wanted who's going to sit there. Ah. <coughs> Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Open my portfolio. I said, Jesus help me. You will not put your boy to shame. So they called us in. Come and give your pitch. And in me, I was thinking, how do I, listen, the best way to differentiate yourself in business, if people like you, they will do business with you. If I like you, I'll give you my money. So my goal, because I didn't have what they had, I said, I'm gonna get these people to like me, so they will not forget me. Someone must talk about taking a risk. It was a risk, but I was going to do it anyway, so I enter. I said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you a story. And I showed them an old, (laughs) so weird. I showed them an old um, computer. I'm like, this is what the first computer looked like. People were like, "Ah." I said, this is what the new computer looks like. This is what the old car looked like. People were like, what's going on? And somehow, I found a way to connect it. I told them a story. I said, listen, let's play a game. We're going to play a game. I said, this is what we do. We do trainings. I said, bring out, let's play a game. I turned that into a training classroom. I had them laughing. Time was going. The last, the way I ended it, I said, ladies and gentlemen, a famous saying is, if someone gives you an opportunity, say yes. Figure out the details later. Here I am giving you an opportunity for me to work with you. I am giving you this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to allow me to walk with you. Do yourself a favor. Say yes. Shake my hand now. And they all laughed. I said, we'll figure out the money later. And out of over 100, only 10 were selected. Guess who was one of the 10? Because I was willing to take a risk. One of my guys in the states. There's a show called Bob Hatzabishola. It's a big sitcom, and he actually, uh, there are two Nigerian characters there, and he's one of them. But he was in, I think it was Elisha, when he had this idea and dream that he wanted to go to Hollywood. Baba, you know even Lagos. You never enter Hollywood, right? And he had this crazy dream that he wanted to go to Hollywood. And he moved his family to Canada. He was there for years. Things weren't working out, and you know he was afraid because let's do soft landing. You can't just you know went to Canada. One time he went on a 30-day fast and looked, and said God, if you don't do it for me. But he was afraid to cross over to America because if he crossed over to America, then there was a big possibility that his dream would never be a reality. Some people are happy to stay in the imagination phase because as long as it's an imagination, then you cannot fail. It's safe. But until you begin to execute. So finally, he said he was going to move to the States. So he moved to the States. He actually has a background in theater. He became a professor at USC and he was doing X, Y, and Z. And the problem was he said that his accent was too thick. Thick, thick yoruba accent. <laughs> so when he would go in for auditions, I remember one time he was telling me, he says, listen, I'm a professor. And it was this young white girl that was trying to correct my English. I'm thinking, I, like, I, I can't you? you. What, what do you know? But because his accent was different, she was like, oh, no, 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 no. And so people always said that he probably would never make it because his accent was too thick, and then he had this audition for Bob Bishola. they've had over six, seven seasons, they might probably go into, um, what's the word I'm looking for, I forget it now, syndication, once you enter syndication, you make money for life, ooh, Jesus, so Friends, there's a show called Friends, I don't know if you ever heard the show Friends, those people they entered syndication, so they're making money for life. So when the network sells, the networks, other networks, and money is constantly coming in, right? After you hit a certain amount of hours. So he goes for this audition, um, and the producer or the executive producer, his name is Chuck Law. Now Chuck Law does a lot. I mean, every, every show you see, Every sitcom show, if you look, you see Chuck Law. Whether it's Big Bang, whether it's Two and a Half Men, whether it's Law and Order, everything, everything that is anything on TV, you see Chuck Law. For some reason, Chuck Law came to this audition that day. And so they were auditioning for... So my guy just enters, and he's doing his line, and he's talking. But because of his accent it's funny and they are laughing and choclo is laughing and the guy is confused because i don't know if they're laughing at him <laughs> or with you know it's like uh, am i the joke is this and they tell him to wait outside i say wait outside and he's like okay and they come and tell me okay we'll get back to you some, some, some." and the way his character was supposed to be a guest appearance guest appearance means you come you're not a, a regular so you're not showing every time. So you have a couple scenes in the episode and you go, you come as they need you. But he got a call over the weekend. His manager was blowing him up, calling him on the phone, and he says, Listen, for some reason they decided that they liked you so much that they want to make you a season regular. So he went from not just being a guest guest apparent to a, they made him a season regular take it a step further because the story, the plot of the story is about a white man who is in love with a Yoruba Nigerian woman and the discrepancy and just how different their worlds are, a proper white man with a proper Yoruba nurse and how the two worlds are trying to mesh together so in itself, the difference in culture, how they think, it's naturally funny, right? So because that is the premise of the story, the woman who is Nigerian has a Yoruba or Nigerian family. So they're always looking for ways to make sure everything they portray is authentic. So not only was he now brought on as a series regular, they now paid him consultancy fee to consult. To consult as a consultant with the very thing that they used to make fun of him for. Some of you don't understand or realize that the thing that you think has been the butt of the jokes might be where the gold is being stored, where God will use to change the rest of your life. Do not despise humble beginnings. You don't know what that little voice can do. You don't know what that little um, pen can do was it the woman who was sketching um, there was this big thing that I forget what it's even called it was some whole thing it was not, um, I forget what it's called it wasn't um, Twilight or something else some girl was a waiter a waiter she had a notepad that she used to like to write stories and she started writing stories and put it on a free platform and people began to read the stories and next thing you know they're looking for her And then they make it into a book. Then they give her a publishing deal. Then they make it into a movie. From writing on a notepad, Somebody say, take risks. You don't know. It says, so in the morning, so at night. You don't know which one will yield. Everything your hand finds to do, do it well. You don't know which one will be the one that will change your life. You don't know what meeting that will go that will be the one that will change your life. You don't know what platform you will stand on, that stage that you will speak, that person you will meet. You have no idea. You don't know if it's this Thursday that you decide to come to church that will change your life. Um, Speaking of which, um, sir, I I just remembered, God reminded me. We have to to close. Um, Sir, the young man that was crying, the young man that you brought that was crying, that was standing next to you, where is he? What's his name? Sir, what's your name? What's his name? Come. What, what does he do? While well, as, as at the back um,
1: watching.
0: Yeah. What's his name? What does he do?
1: Uh, when I met him last day as a conductor, so uh, but since i was eight months we have been i've been going there but now he works with my company he works it, with your company yes mm-hmm. what does your company do i'm a cleaner cleaning agent so we always go to site together to clean up i'm teaching them to clean and i paid too so it's the one is the, at least before i get to church on sunday i always meet him at the church Before you get to church, on Sunday, on Sunday, I meet him on the church. You meet him here? No, I I do. I do have a church that I normally go on Sunday. Mm -hmm. On Thursday, we all, oh, sorry, you're here.
0: You meet him at your church, yes, yes,
1: yes. So he was a conductor before, but now he walks with me, always calling me. What, where are we going to walk? So it's a big change, and I thank God for that.
0: Talk about diligence, right. So so while, so, while, so while we were at the back, I was standing there watching as he was, you know, you were giving his testimony, and I could see that he had tears in his eyes. And I was thinking to myself, if you only knew what those tears meant, you know? And to see, to describe the way you met him, and to see the man that he's become, right? And I had thought to myself, those were tears of gratitude, you know? And I thought, you know, gratitude unlocks... It's, it's, a, it's a key that unlocks, because when you're thankful for the little that you have, God will give you more, right? And I thought, how can we help this young man? How can we help this young man? And so I thought, so we have a vocational school, right? We have a vocational school that trains, so here's what we'll do for him. We're going to send you to the vocational school. He can choose anything he wants to learn, right? Right? Because for us, it's not just about giving a man a fish, it's teaching him how to fish, right? So we're gonna send you to vocational school, sir. You can pick whatever trade you want. Once you're done, we'll link you up with the cooperative. We'll give you a seed to start in whatever business you want, right? Um, and then, once you're done with that, I will be the first one to invest into your company, yes? So, we'll get his details, um, because I feel like, for me, it's like when you see somebody who, is, is it diligent, is it stewardship, it's everything, then we find ways to help them. So, please see Pastor Tony after, Pastor Tony get his details, see him, and then we'll see how we can bless him, amen? But. I need to close. I'm not done. But we're going to stop here. And we're going to pray over our businesses. Amen. But don't be afraid to keep on trying. Don't be afraid to take risks. Don't be afraid to be a steward. Don't be afraid to be diligent over a little. Because how God knows he can trust you is when he can commit little in your hand. And you take that little and you make it more. If God can't trust you with a hundred, He won't give you a thousand. I reminded of the story of the pastor who got a call to start, and he opened for a month, and no one was coming. And then every Sunday, this young girl would come, dirty and tattered, and come. She would straggle in, sit down, and go. Two months, three months, this young girl kept coming back, and she was literally the only person in the church. And then one Sunday, and the pastor still preached like he was preaching to a big crowd. He had one, one dirty girl. And one day, this dirty girl walked in. But she walked in with two parents, and two parents had like two friends. And after the service, the man came and he said, Sir, I don't know who you are, but you see, this is my daughter. And for years, she left home and she was strung out of drugs. And we've tried rehab many, 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 many times. And everything else failed. But for some reason, she started coming here. And since she's been coming here, her life has changed. And we had to come and see who or what has brought about this change. And he says, sir, you do not know me, but I'm a very wealthy man. So whatever you need, you have a blank check. Whatever you need, and not only that, I will tell everyone about this man who changed my daughter's life. So the next Sunday, him and his network came to church. And when this man was, you don't know who the person next to you is. Do not limit anybody based on what you think about them or who you think they are or the family they come from. You don't know if the person next to you, God has put the key of your deliverance in their hand. Last thing I'll say, be kind to everyone. Don't look down on anybody. You don't know who they will be tomorrow. Just because they are in a manger today does not mean they will not be a king tomorrow. So in everything that you find yourself, everywhere you find yourself, stewardship, accountability, diligence, responsibility, risk-taking, don't be afraid. If God has given you a dream, do it afraid. If it does not scare you, then it's not God. God will only give you dreams that are bigger than you, so it will force you to be dependent on Him. Amen? Really quickly before we go... We know, I know it's the anointing service for businesses, so can we all stand? And if you're here, you are a business owner, you are someone who works, and you've come, especially today, like, God, we want to start this year with you. I want you for the next two minutes to open your mouth and begin to decree and declare what you want to see in your business this year. Father, this year I will see increase. Father, this year I will demonstrate your excellence this year oh God they will see you in everything that I do my message will be that of excellence and consistency everyone I meet they will come in contact with your grace and your favor I will show excellence I will show stewardship I will show responsibility I will take ownership of everything that has been given to me whether as an entrepreneur or as an employee I shall do my best to be a good steward on everything that you've committed to my hands. Even in my personal life, with every gift you have given, with every talent you have given, I will decide within myself to maximize it to the fullest of its potential. I will not be afraid to step out. I will not be afraid to take opportunities. I will not be afraid to go where you have sent me. Even though there might be a multitude and I have 5 loaves of bread and 2 fish if you have asked me to do it I will do it. I will obey and I will not be afraid. You oh God are the one who knows the end from the beginning. Everything that I need Father I ask oh God that I as I commit this year into your life over my business in my personal life I will see your hand. I will see your hand. I will see your hand. I will be a good steward of everything you've committed into my hands. I will do it to the best of my ability I will be consistent I will be faithful I will be diligent I will show up I will show up I will dare to take territories I will not be afraid I will not be afraid I will not be afraid the one who has called me has gone before me in my industry I will not be afraid I will not be afraid I will not be afraid in opportunities come my way I will not be afraid In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, I will prepare so when you bring me to the place you need to be, I will execute. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I will be efficient. In the name of Jesus, I will be effective. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, you will elevate everything that I do. Everything that I do, you will announce in the name of Jesus. I will trust you with my five loaves of bread and two fish. Everywhere you have committed into my hands, I will trust you. I will trust you because he who is faithful a little, you will commit more into my hands. And Father, when you commit more into my hands, I will not fail you. I will not fail you 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 you. in the name of Jesus 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 speak over that business speak over that business speak over that business business owner speak over that business opportunities come now in the name of Jesus he will put you in rooms that will not be too big for you in the name of Jesus you will rise to every occasion in the name of Jesus the holy spirit will instruct the holy spirit will guide he will tell you how to move he will tell you the connections to make we pray right now for the spirit of discernment everyone that is trying to steal anything that might be a trap anything that will try to take father you will expose father you will show we will not make a mistake We will not join to the wrong person. We will not enter the wrong venture. In the name of Jesus, we will not fall into any traps. In the name of Jesus, the spirit of discernment, the spirit of truth in everything that we do. The counselor will speak very clearly. We ask for business strategies. We ask for insight. We ask for innovation. We ask for innovation. We ask for innovation. We ask for fruitfulness. We ask for multiplication. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This will be the best year for my business In the name of Jesus. This will be the best year for me Individually. In the name of Jesus. The best year for my family. In the name of Jesus. The best year for my children. In the name of Jesus. The best year for my community. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I will not be found wanting when the master comes I will not be found wanting when my opportunity comes I will not be found wanting when that business of um, business uh, idea is required I will not be found wanting when they ask me for a solution father you will give dreams you will give dreams you will show visions you will give insights in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we worship you. We thank you that you are a good Father. We thank you that you are the faithful master who has given so freely everything that we have. Because we know all good and perfect things come down from the Father above. We thank you for the gifts. We thank you for the businesses. We thank you for the talents. We thank you for the opportunities that you've brought our ways. In every area of our lives, Father, we thank you that we will not fail you. In the name of Jesus. In every part of industry, in every area when we stand, we represent you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have given us the Holy Spirit that will instruct us in everything. Father, anytime we need to stand or do or speak or communicate or execute, we ask you, oh God, for the spirit of truth to guide and instruct and direct in every area of our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for the Spirit of excellence. The Bible says that Daniel was excellent. That when he was tested against the king's men, he was ten times better. We thank you for that spirit of excellence now in the name of Jesus. Father, we will not grow weary in diligence, we will not grow weary in doing good in the name of Jesus. Father, every time they see the reward or the results, uh, the produce of our work, they will see your glory in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you will crown everyone's effort this year with your glory in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you. Father, we give you glory. Father, we give you honor. Take all the praise in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure, send them this link, share this episode. God bless you.